We are so happy for what the Lord is doing. I'm sure that you have been enjoying the teaching that has been coming through uh, Sister Danielle Branch Cabin thinking. Amen. I tell you, she did such a phenomenal job. Amen. Last time she uh, ministered the word of God to us. And we want you to be ready to receive now. Amen. As she shall come and bring, amen, this word of God. Pray for her as she shall come forth and bring the word of God. So at this time, let's prepare our hearts and get ready as Sister Danielle shall come, amen, and work more on this series that she's going through with Kevin Thinking. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. We're going to continue with Cabin Thinking, Cabin Thinking Part 2. So hopefully, um, is anybody out there, did they take any, did you guys take any inventory of your thoughts, how you were feeling, the source of it? Did God reveal to you the source of why you were thinking that way? So that's really important. And it takes some time to get to the root of the cause, because we don't want to just keep treating symptoms, but we want to treat the root of the cause so that we can live in freedom and liberty. As a review, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, we use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thoughts and emotion and impulse into the structure of life of life shaped by Christ. So it's up to us to surrender our thoughts to the thoughts of Christ. And then we discuss what it is an imagination. An imagination is an argument, a speculation, a false reasoning. The believer is to demolish and cast down imaginations. Thoughts and imaginations that are uncontrolled, wild, evil, lustful, immoral, unjust, wrong, untrue, and devilish. All right? Any opinions and thoughts, philosophies, theories. You'll be surprised how many theories are against the word of God. Psychologies, perspectives, viewpoints, and religions. We cast them down in the name of Jesus because we're going to live by We're going to live by Psalms chapter 51, verse 6. And it says, what you're after is truth on the inside. Enter me, then conceive a true life. All right. So enter. We are after uh, the truth on the inside. We're not just going for form or fashion, but we're after truth on the inside. And that is what's going to really bring us the freedom that we're after is truth on the inside. Here's the pattern of thinking that we, we went over last week. Our emotions, our emotions, our emotions. Those are not things that we need to live by as just emotions. Emotions come and go and they're circumstantial. So our emotions lead to our thoughts. Our thoughts dictate our decisions. Our decisions dictate our behaviors and our behaviors shape our relationship. And then we talked about the three things that most of us is the root of why we 
believe some of the things that we do believe. One, I am helpless, which is a lie. Two, I am worthless, which is a lie. And three, I am unlovable, which is a lie. Because Christ died for you. For every provision, you ought to see, we got to start seeing ourselves the way Christ sees us, as a treasure, as the one that he seeks after every single day is you. I mean, out of everything, out of everybody, he chases you every day. Mm -hmm. And that alone should make you feel special and feel like there's a savior that really, really, really loves you. All right. So after our review, I want to talk about tonight. We got some more hindering thoughts. We're a work of art. I don't know about you, but it's it's a life is a life goal to think like Christ. And the only way we get there is to pay attention to what we're thinking is to pay attention to the word of God and to pray. And every time something comes up that's not supposed to be there, immediately surrender it. Immediately. I don't mean sit there and I don't mean enter, entertain it. I mean, surrender it. God, that is not what your word say. Now, if you're ignorant of the word, then you are destroyed because my people are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. And reading the word gives you a knowledge. It gives you identity. It gives you purpose and it gives you power. So you know what tools to use when and how. Okay. So we have to Pay attention to our thoughts. So our thinking affects our response to situations around us. So when you think about these three areas, I am helpless, I am worthless, and I'm unlovable. Is that reflecting in any of your relationships? Is there a wife out there that doesn't believe that about herself and constantly puts her husband through turmoils? Is that a child that feels that way and can't trust their parents? See, all of these thoughts lead to a place of unbelief and no trust. You just don't trust nobody. You might have heard, heard, and like Bishop just said, uncertainty. So I'm always living a suspicious life because I I never got over the pain of some what somebody else did. And we're even suspicious about God's motives. But everything about God's motives, you got to realize you can't serve him if you don't believe that everything he does is motivated in love. He loves you with an everlasting, unconditional love. They change our view of how we view God. Every lie we buy into about ourselves is how we view God. Every lie. If you say I'm not good enough. If you say I can't and he says you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. You know, you got to look at look at what the devil he has an assault on your life. He wants your thoughts. If he can get your thoughts, he can take your life. These thoughts rob us of joy and peace. Peace and joy. Joy is the ability to be happy regardless of the circumstance. Joy is not contingent on your circumstances or what's going on. It's contingent on your choice. And once you choose to have joy, Mm -hmm. something about God just lines that thing up and you start to see things differently. Your needs will exceed every human. No human can meet your needs. 
So for you singles out there that's thinking that you're going to marry Mr. and he's going to do everything for you or Mr. that's going to marry this wife that's going to do everything, all they're going to do is be another tool to get you closer to Jesus. All right. So you got to realize that God is your source of happiness, joy and peace. Allow God to take up as much space in your life as possible, because the this when God takes a part in your life, fear shrinks, fear shrinks. Toxic thinking distorts our reality. You have control of your thoughts. You have a choice in what you think about. You're not a victim. You are a victor. Yeah. And what, how you feel right now is a, is a result of how you have, what you've been entertaining uh-huh. and what you believe about God and how much power you give the devil. Because the only power he has is that which you surrender to him. Watch. And, and, and when, you, when you're thinking about these toxic thoughts, I want you to think about low grade sadness. Sometimes the sadness don't just punch you in the gut. No. You you just sometimes you're walking around. I don't know why I feel the way I just feel discouraged. You know, it just got a like like there's a shower over me. It's a cloudy day in my life. It's a cloudy day in my outlook. You have to be careful for low grade sadness because low grade sadness is like a low grade fever. Yes, it it's just waiting to get hotter. And once that fee, everybody knows that a high fever can destroy your brain cells and it could send you somewhere where you can't come back. So you got to be careful of this low grade sadness. It's not okay. It's not okay. You know, and you got to be conscious of yourself to say, oh my God, hold on, hold on. Let me get myself together because I feel some low grade sadness. And what low grade sadness does is it goes and gets some, some ungratefulness and then it goes and gets some depression and then it goes and gets some I'm not worthy and then it, it, you you got to realize it's like dust every piece of lint that can attract itself to it will yeah. just having the thought of just being sad yeah. and you always got to stop and say lord you have given me more good than bad any yeah. day yeah. any day yeah. you have more goodness than sorrow any day any day Watch the lie. You're not a victim of your circumstances. You're not a victim. And what he wants to do is he wants to take these emotions and spiral you out of control. An emotion of self-pity that leads to a victim thinking of circumstances that leads to behavior of complaining, a behavior of complaining. So even on your good day, when God just did your best miracle, you still complaining, you know? And the results in placing blame on others. First, God gets blamed for everything. Then we start looking for somebody on earth to blame. But you got to look back within. Consistent happiness, consistent joy is what God is looking for. This is what he gives us every day. Consistent joy. He gives us an opportunity to experience him every single day. We are not slaves to our circumstances. We are not slaves. We are little G's. We can say something and it will be established. It will be established. You need to practice your power every single day. Practice your power because you have power to create just like God did. And what happens is when you start complaining to everything, lack 
you, your, your eyes start to shut to what provisions are around you. And what you start seeing is lack, lack all around. You just start seeing lack when, even when there's abundance there, you see lack. But I'm telling you this gratitude begets gratitude. And once you start thanking God for what you have, it starts to get another thought and it starts to get Lord. But I remember when you did this and I remember when you did that. And Lord, I see Lord, thank you for the activities of my limbs. You start thanking God for the little things in your life, the little expensive things that money can't buy. You are blessed. But you got to look again. That's our theme this year. Look again. So if you think you're going to run out, look again. There's something right in your atmosphere that can change your life. And perhaps it might be your story inside. It could be you testifying and evangelizing and telling others about the goodness of God. Have you ever shared the gospel and you were overcome with blessings and gifts and somebody sold into your life? There's nothing you can do for God that he don't reward you for. Godliness is profitable. So now we're going to go. We're going to talk tonight about actually giving thanks. The thankful mind. Giving thanks. One good thought can shift your mind. It can shift your thoughts. It can shift your attitude. If you just grab a hold to one good thought. It can shift your life, shift your life. Our thinking affects our responses to situations around us. Gratitude. What is gratitude? Gratitude is an extension of our faith. My God today, an extension of our faith, which means that I can be in any situation and my faith can reach out and say, thank you, Lord. I don't understand it, Lord, but thank you, Lord. I don't know what's going on, God, but thank you, Lord. I know why you're doing this and it's because it's motivated in love. I might not have all the details, but I know you're a loving God. And gratitude says, Lord, I trust you. I trust you. So y'all know how when you read the Bible and all of a sudden something pops up that you never really, really paid attention to. And you know, they, they, they always talk about the 10 that um, didn't come back. But how about the How about we're going to concentrate on the one tonight, the one that came back to give God thanks, the one, the one noting that one of the 10 people returned to say thank you. But today I want to notice that he says, "Mm, did when when they read this scripture, it was saying that they were already healed. But when Jesus asked, "Okay, well, where are the other nine at? And then afterwards, he says, Stand up and go. Your faith has made you well. This man returned to God, giving him thanks. It made me think. I was like, well, what what is going on here? You know, I'm thinking, okay, he got all he needed at first. But that wasn't the case. When he returned to give God thanks, the Lord made him whole. Which means that you can experience healing and you can look good. But there's a whole nother level that God is wanting to give to you if you just return to say thank you. Just return to say thank you. That means that today we got some people that experience a level of deliverance. 
a level of an experience with God, but you didn't go all the way in because you didn't return. And it takes a mind to see what God is doing in your life. And it said to me as he went, but he recognized that something happened to him. He recognized that, hey, God did something for me that I couldn't do for myself. And when he returned, he got something even more deeper. He is now whole. So you can look good. But what are your insides? Are you whole? You can look like you're delivered and set free. But are you whole? Are you whole? Or did you return to say, thank you, Jesus, for what you did? And sometimes saying thank you blows it up. It just it magnifies what God does. God, I just choose to magnify your goodness in my life. Hallelujah. A person can be diseased can be disease free and not be well. This man was his, his healing was complete after he gave God glory for what happened and said, thank you, Jesus, for healing me. Your physical blemishes can disappear, but there's another deeper level of healing that needs to take place. We settle for sprinkles when God wants to send a flood. We settle for inches when God wants to deliver us completely because we refuse to turn back to God and give him thanks. And this is what happens now. We might be sick. Let's just say yours might not be leprosy, but it's cancer. We can't get over the fact that we had cancer. Even after we're healed, we still hold God and we accuse God of not being fair, not being just. You know, we get stuck on what happened. But we got to get stuck on the deliverance. There's a mighty savior that chose to deliver you from something you couldn't. And the doctors couldn't deliver you from either. God is so good. But one thing about this is the man returned to give God thanks. And we dare not say that leprosy is something that somebody want to have or that it's this glorified or there's anything good about it. But what is good about it is that it it returned me to God. And without leprosy, would this man have ever had an encounter with God? So even when we look at our troubles, we have to thank God that it gave us a deeper encounter with God. And now you can say, I know him. I know him. Everybody can't say that. Everybody can say that. And even when we're dealing with this COVID-19, it's heart-wrenching to see the effects that it's having on people. It's heart-wrenching to see people losing their loved ones that they can't be with, even in their last moments. It is heart-wrenching to see the scars on the the doctors and the nurses' faces from wearing badges. It's heart-wrenching to see bodies just laying out unclaimed. It's heart-wrenching. But what is beautiful about this situation is people are realizing what's important. They're falling back in love with what's important. The distractions are gone. Now they can see that I have a beautiful family. Now they can see that I won't take the things for granted, which I did. And now what's most beautiful is they're looking for a savior. They're looking for answers. They're looking for something beyond themselves. They realize their limitations and now they can seek a God that can save their lives. And we thank God for just pouring out his love on us, even in a time like this. 
for men and women to want to know him until you've had an experience with God. All you will ever know. You won't know that God is all you need until God is all you have. You won't know that God is all you need. But I can say today that I know him and I give him thanks. I've had a private reveal of who he is and what he can do. Do you know him? Do you know him? What is your reaction to trouble? Do you give him thanks or do you complain? By all means, we are human. Yes, your first response is a human response. But we got to quickly grab our minds back. We can't allow it to spiral out of control because a moment can turn into a season. So you have to grab your mind. And tell it what to think, even when you don't believe what you're saying. Grab your mind. Change your human response to a spiritual response. That last situation you came through, did you give God glory for it? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Did you become better or did you become bitter? Did you return to God and say, thank you, God, even for my trouble? Thank you, God. Did you see all the benefits of being chosen to go through. Everybody can't go through. Thank you, Jesus. But when God chose you, he knew you were coming out with victory. Thank you, Jesus. The devil is not, the devil was not searching for Job when he discovered him. God introduced Job to him because he knew he was going to come out with the victory. And what Job discovered about himself, he would not trade. It's something about being helpless in the presence of God that is unforgettable. Hallelujah. Gratitude happens when we stop living life with a sense of entitlement. God didn't have to bring you out. He didn't have to deliver you. He didn't have to choose you. He didn't have to take care of you. He didn't have to bring you out. And that's the God we serve. But he did. But he did in spite of us, even in the process for some of us. We call him a liar. We said he couldn't do it. But even though we said those things in our heart, he still came through and delivered us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What kind of leper are you? Are you the one or are you the nine? Do you return to give God glory? Hallelujah. I choose to be the grateful kind. Hallelujah. Tozer said, if God is exalted, a thousand minor problems will be solved. Saying thank you is a tune up for your spirit. Hallelujah. If you're down and you're out, just say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I give you a blind thank you. Even though I don't understand God, I say thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're allowing in my life. Hallelujah. When the heart is full, the eyes fill up. And then gratitude leads to praise. My God. Praise means that to appreciate, to prize, and to consider precious and worthy of honor. Thanksgiving is a combination of words joined to express thanks to God. So gratitude leads to praise, and praise leads to thanksgiving. And then we start this cycle all over again. Praise, thanksgiving, gratitude. Praise, thanksgiving, gratitude. Hallelujah. By far, the most familiar passage of praise is found in Psalms. With my mouth, I will give thanks abundantly to the Lord. It says Psalms 109 and 30. 
Give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known among the nations what he has made known among the nations. My God. Psalms 105 and 1 say, enter his gates with thanksgiving. And then 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, rejoice always. You don't have a re- you don't have an occasion where you can't rejoice. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing in everything, not for everything, but in everything. Give thanks to God for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Put something where you can see it. I have a habit of just taking pictures as as I go through, as I go through a trial and and a tribulation, I take pictures and I take pictures so that at any time, or when my next trial gets too hard, I can look back at my last victory and say, God, if you can do this, you can do that and exceed my expectations. Because you see, I didn't forget what God did. I didn't forget how you brought me out of every conspiracy, every naysayer, every liar, every person that judged, every person that made up lies on me. You showed up as my advocate and now you allow me that happened to get over people now your opinion is my chief goal and aim it's God's opinion not man's I didn't forget how my husband had a stroke lost his mind went into a coma and in the middle of the night got a call to say he was almost brain dead and if I didn't make a decision he would die oh my god but I do remember this I do remember praying in the waiting room I do remember every single person in that IC unit leaving because of the prayers that we prayed my husband was the last one but the floor cleared we played for the whole floor and it cleared I do remember how they told me that he wouldn't make up for three months and he woke up in a matter of hours asking for my name. He wasn't even supposed to know my name when he woke up. But I didn't forget Jesus. I didn't forget how the doctor wanted to do surgery and he guaranteed that he was going to die and we prayed and by the end of the prayer the surgery was cancelled the next day when they were going to do surgery for a burst out of his stomach thank you Jesus I didn't forget how God healed me of ovarian and uterine cancer at the same time I didn't forget that mass that they thought was cancerous in my breast that was benign I didn't forget when I had no means of paying a bill and God wiped it out of the computer system and sent me a letter with a zero balance. I didn't forget the life-threatening disease I had when the doctors couldn't name it. Meanwhile, my kidneys were failing, blood clot in my leg, temperature soaring, heart racing. Thank you, Jesus. Threats of leukemia, threats of lupus. Thank you, Jesus. Fainting spells, panic attacks. Lost the activities of my limbs, drowning in fluid in my lungs, and more and more and more. But look at me now. I'm not supposed to be here. Hallelujah. I'm not supposed to be able to do this. This is a blessing. Hallelujah. I won't forget God, and I thank you. I didn't forget how God healed my mother of pancreatic cancer after she had it for five 
whole years and it never grew. And how about this? Gave her the best care and did not charge her not one dime. Don't make me take a memory lane down my family or my church family. We are a place of miracles. Hallelujah. Praise is my backup generator. You gotta have a backup generator for some of the things that you go through. Hallelujah. And I didn't forget how God carried me through the death of my husband and how he takes me through moment by moment by moment. Hallelujah. I'm one miracle experiencing chick. Hallelujah. I know God. I know God. I know what he can do. I thank him for choosing me. I thank him for choosing me to reveal his whole character. I look at some people, they don't know how they're going to make it, but at least I got a reference point to say, God, you did that, and God, you did that, and it wasn't supposed to happen, and the doctors didn't know this, but God, you showed up even when there was not a cure. You showed up as a cure for me, and I thank you, and they still can't name what I had, but I still thank God. $250,000 I couldn't pay what clean you can't tell me God can't take care of every single one of your means whether it's spiritually physically emotionally God will take care of you he just wants you to know him give him thanks in the midst and watch him work hallelujah so if you're out there if you're out there and your loved one has the virus hang in there I know a man that can cure any ailment, any disease, any illness, even the ones not named. If you have lost a loved one, moment by moment, ask God for help and he will help you. See, the devil is, I know about it. He stands there. He tries to lure you into darkness, lure you into depression, lure you into suicide, lure you into accusations. But I promise you, if you just say, Lord, help me minute by minute and trust God, even when you don't, even when your heart is shattered, trust God, refuse to believe what the devil is saying and say, God, God, you're fair. Even when it seems unfair, God, you're fair. God, you're just. And God, you know what you're doing. Because I, it, it wasn't until now that I can see why God did what he did when he did it. And I'm just so grateful he did. No, it still hurt. Yes, it still hurts. But I thank God for what he did. And what God did, even if you lost a loved one, he did it. What was best for you and your you and your family? I'm telling you, if you give your life to Christ, He will make it all right. He will make it all right. There is a place God can reach inside of you that nobody can reach. I'm not God is not the author of confusion, and perhaps this absence of God is chaos. It's not that God is doing all of this stuff, but the absence of God is chaos, and the people of God have to invite Him back into our nation, back into our world for those people that are hurting for those people that have lost their loved ones for the people that are in despair it is your responsibility to invite God in so he can be God he can be God thank you Jesus hallelujah just like that leper sometimes your burdens become your best blessings your burdens become your best blessings 
My troubles made me turn out the way I am. They forced me to learn your textbook, God. They returned me back to your love. They returned me back to your power. They returned me back to your love. And I thank you, God, because nothing else matters than being right with God at this point. What if God came for you? Death is not the worst thing that can happen to you. But death without Jesus living in an eternal hell is the worst thing that can happen to you. But those that are in Christ that love Jesus, death is rest. Death is rest for them. But I encourage you, whatever happens to you, be found inside of God, not on the outside of God. Be found on the inside of God because he's a loving God. God is trying to get something to you. He's trying to get something to you. I'm going to read these couple of scriptures and I'm going to wrap up. God is trying Psalms 46, one through three. God is our refuge and strength and ever present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surgery. Proverbs 18.10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into and are safe. Nehemiah 18, do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Isaiah 41.10, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Exodus 15 to the Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. This is my God and I will praise him. My father's God and I will exalt him. Psalms 9, 9 through 10. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Hallelujah. Psalms 34 and 10. Those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Isaiah 26, 3 through 4. Those of steadfast man you keep in peace because they trust you. Trust in the Lord forever. For in the Lord God you have an everlasting rock. First Chronicles. 1611, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Psalms 32, 7 through 8. You are my hiding place, God. You can run into God and just hide. You can hide. Sometimes you just need to hide from the trouble. You need to hide from the attacks. You need to hide from the punches. You can run into God and hide in his arms. Thank you, Jesus. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Exodus 33, 14, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Thank you, Jesus. Psalms 34, 17, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears him and rescues them from all their troubles. Isaiah 30, 15, in repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness, trust your strength. And 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. In my closing, rejoice, Rejoice. be thankful. Ask the Lord, Lord, open my eyes so that I can see your goodness. Make me a candidate, God, for your for this world, God, so that I can bring you glory in the earth. God, you are wonderful. Speak it. I dare you right now to type something that God is in the chat. 
type something he is. He's a mighty refuge. He's Jehovah Shalom. He is my strong tower. He is my peace. He is my joy. He is my everything. He's my lily in the valley. Hallelujah. He's my savior. He's my redeemer. There's nothing too hard for you, God. Thank you for my trouble because I got to know you. Thank you for everything that you allow, God. You didn't allow nothing in my life I couldn't overcome. You're a mighty good God. You're a savior. Your love and your mercy endures forever and your love never quits. And keep giving God thanks for his goodness and his mercy. Thank you, Jesus. So in your cabin thinking, give thanks. Give thanks. Give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Give thanks. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.